Hey guys, it is your host, James Grady, with the Imperfect Podcast. Um, this is a new episode. Um, I have two guests with me. I will let them introduce themselves in a minute. Um, as you guys know, I always start the episode off, um, you know, thanking everybody for the support. So, thank you. Um, it's been great um, and well-received um, to have, you know, and to and to have, like, all these people you know, like asking me, like, you know, like how it's going and, you know, all that. And some people getting on my nerves in a good way. I'm grateful for it. But getting on my nerves, you know, asking me, when's the new podcast that's so good to come out? I'm like, soon. Um, but that's all cool. And I appreciate it deeply. Um, so, yeah. Um, but this episode, we will be talking about music and sound. So um, I have two guests with me. Um, I'm just going to let you guys introduce yourself. I got first. All right. Hello. <laughs> my name is Carter Blair. I do have a little bit of history in music. I play guitar and I listen to a lot of music. So I do have a little bit of experience in talking about this, hopefully. And hopefully this all works out. Good. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Jordano and I'm a musician. I do vocals and I play piano and I study sound and vibrations. Woohoo. Okay, um, so first I just want to start off, you know, um, of course, everyone's been surrounded by music, you know, probably since they were born, but um, when did you guys realize that you were actually, like, deeply interested in sound and music in general? Mm, I think it was around when I was, like, nine or ten, I started picking up guitar because my brother used to play it. So I really took an interest in that. I kind of flew with it, you know, did classes for a few years, and then I dropped it eventually. But during that time, I kind of found out, like, my own taste in music, like going on Spotify and Pandora and shit and finding my own artists. That's mainly how I got uh, my music taste was during that era. I was kind of raised with music. My mom s sings a lot still, and my father has always loved listening to music but I don't think I started getting into it until I was about 12, I want to say, because I started, that's when I really started getting into piano and writing my own riffs and melodies and stuff. Okay. Y'all got me beat, man. I didn't start till I was like, let me think, ninth grade, so I was like 13, 14. Damn. That's not really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, I guess you could say I was an NPC. Part of you know, you went, you went to middle school with me. Yeah, no, you you didn't have much of a personality until you started. <laughs> <laughs> until then, hey, so, look, I, I kind of okay. <laughs> least you got one out. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's cool that you guys you know got interested in like like um like Giordano said you know, um, surrounded by it at a young age you know it's always nice. Um, but um, following up with that, um. You know, when it comes to having an interest in music, you know, or just sound in general, you know, whether it's instrumentals, um, vocals, or like a, a whole put together song, or you know, any anything of the sort. Um, I mean, what do you guys think really like catches, like, you know, like it, it really makes your ear go like like makes your ears perk up in a way. 
whenever you pick up on any of those things, like whenever you hear a certain sound or anything of the sort, like what, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, is there like a certain sound that you guys look for when it comes to, you know, your specific interests? Um, oh, yeah. And what, what are they? So, like me personally, chord progressions are a really big thing for me, especially if they're not like what you're used to. Usually you have like chord progressions in songs and they usually find the same, like they usually follow the same formula. But I really like when when artists just go out of out of that range, like artists like Jimi Hendrix did it a lot. That's why he was so great. He added so much notes to the pentatonic scale and stuff like that, pentatonic scale and stuff like that. <laughs> like he he really did so much for music. I just like artists that that change your way of viewing music. I would agree on that. Um, but I like when artists put soul into their music too. Like when you can feel the passion and the, the undying amount of love or, or the melancholy feeling, whatever it might be, when you can actually feel that through a melody and through somebody's vocal riffs, I think that's wonderful. Mm. Okay. You know, I, li- I like that you guys both said two different things, but, you know, they also are kind of the same in a way. And what I mean by that is, like like you guys both said, you guys like when the artists, you know, they do something that makes them different and they do something that is unique to them and they truly, it, it's truly a way of showing, you know, how much they truly do love music and sound. Um, and I like that. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, with, could, you talked about um, chord progression, Carter. Can you can you explain that? So it it's pretty simple. It's just how you line up your chords next mm-hmm. to each other. So like so you play one chord and you play another chord that matches with that. I'm not really into music theory, like I can't give you an exact example, but it's just whatever sounds good together. And usually like people follow the same formula of chords like all the time, but there's some mm-hmm. artists that try and use different chords like diminished chords and stuff like that to try and you know make it sound more interesting it grabs you in more okay thank you for that yeah the pianist could probably explain it a little better i know nothing about music theory <laughs> damn almost at it <laughs> I, okay i'm gonna sound like an amateur but you know what is music theory or at least you know could you guys like like make it like dumb it down for dumb like down? Right. an average listener um i mean it's the concept of like how music is made so it's like it's like breaking music down into science it's mm-hmm. legit just whatever chords go together well whatever notes go together well how much notes you can play it's just it's it's a lot it's but very it, complex it's, yeah it's the science of music do you guys know any artists that like got heavy into it? Uh, I think Jacob Collier. I think that's his name. He's like, he's the biggest artist that you can, that you can look into. Jacob I Collier. Know, Do you guys think that you know? I know you guys said you're not like completely into it, so it's not like a requirement, but. When it comes to an artist, do you think that might be what separates a, you know, average artist from a, 
you know, like a great artist or anything, like if they don't really like, you know, practice music theory or like some, not, not completely all of it, but, you know, they take, they have some takeaways from music theory. Do you think that really is what separates a, a, a great artist from an average one or just a proficient one or just a good one? Uh, 100% not. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of artists out there that they don't practice music theory at all, and they're they're just amazing. Like some some they just get the gist of it, they get a little bit of it, just to know the basics. But like a lot of artists out there, they don't they don't really know anything about music theory. Like uh, I brought up Jimi Hendrix earlier. He he never looked into it. All he did was just jam out, and then whatever he found that he liked, he just put into a song. And a lot of artists do that. I think music theory is good for people who don't really have the best grasp on creating music because if you're like if you're if you just have talent and it just comes naturally to you then you probably you know 9 times out of 10 are not going to need it but say you struggle with like tone say you're tone deaf or you have a problem with recognizing rhythm or being on tempo with something and it's something that you should definitely look into because it could help better your understanding on creating music but um interesting yeah i'm gonna have to look into that music theory you guys are beating me in my own game interesting <laughs> that's 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 a new one yeah there's um, a little more to it <laughs> but um you know on, on a on a more positive or not necessarily positive but on a lighter note um i know you guys both play instruments i mean I just want to ask, you know, not, not to get too competitive or anything. Which one do you think is harder to play, the guitar or the piano? The guitar. What? I think the piano. I've tried piano. Like, I've picked it up fairly well, but, like, it's, I don't know. I just don't have a grasp on it like guitar. I think guitar just came naturally to me, and I just can't transfer the same into piano. Like it's... Piano, piano is, the only reason why it's hard is because you need to be, like, borderline ambidextrous because you're playing with both hands but I've just always had a problem with guitar because like I've always had like acrylics or nails but even when I took them off your fingers just get so jacked up from playing and it's hard for me to like grip the, the strings and stuff that's the biggest thing for me that's a lot of people's problems most people when they pick up guitar since their hands aren't used to the strings at all or if they haven't built those calluses already from other things, like their fingers, the tips of their fingers get torn up a lot and they get a lot of cuts and calluses on the tip. That's yeah. most of the reason. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've ever run into that ordeal much, but I know a lot of other people have. I think the reason piano is so hard for me is because it's, I guess you could say being ambidextrous for guitar is like, is it's completely different. Because mm -hmm. playing with both both hands on a piano, it's like you have to, you have to play something like at a separate time than with your other hand. That's what's confusing for me. Cause like if I have to play a bass note with like with a chord and it's like not at the same time, I feel like that's more difficult than just strumming a guitar. Fair. Okay, <laughs> fair. I find that funny. You play piano and you think guitar is harder. You play guitar and you think piano's harder. Yeah. It's just a it's just a rhythm thing. Just like I can't separate my right and left hand as well. Interesting. Hmm. 
Hey, I don't. Hey, I played saxophone in what fifth grade, and then I quit. Uh, <laughs> those those wooden things, dude. I was nah. I'm good. What are, they, what are they called? Yeah. yeah, I'm good on that. Nope, I'm good. Mm. I tried. I tried playing. Um, what was that? What's that called? The song called uh, was it uh Friday Night or something? It's by Katy Perry. I can't remember it. I tried playing the saxophone. Yes, that one. I tried playing the saxophone. <laughs> part on it and I I almost nah I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> but um anyway, you know, you know it's it's glad I'm glad to see that you guys respect you know each other's respective instrument. But um you know when it comes to music, um when you guys are you know listening to music or maybe making music um and when it comes to instrumentals um I mean of course, there's different genres, you know, like you got rock and then you got pop and then you got rap and all these other subgenres that I, I, I just find a new one every day. Um, like mm-hmm. I found one that's called, like, what is it called? Uh, electronica or I didn't even know that. I thought it was just electronic, but whatever. Um, don't cook me, guys. I just, all right. <laughs> but, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, instrumentals in music, do you guys ever like because you guys play like instruments? Do you guys ever like, 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 let's say if it's like a rap song, for example, and you guys like, can you guys like hear stuff or like have you guys ever picked up on stuff that like the average listener would not pick up on? You know, for like, like for me, like, I think it was some, um, some like Lil Uzi Vert song or something like that. And I, no, and I didn't know there were guitars in the back until like I listened to the song, like in the, in the song, I'd been listening to that song. That's been my favorite song for like a year. And until like, like the end of the year, I didn't, I finally was able to hear like, like the other instruments that were actually playing. I didn't pick up on it. Do you guys like pick up on that stuff real fast because you guys do play instruments? Yeah. I I think I can separate the instruments pretty well. it's not it's not too hard for me uh, it's just having a keen ear for which instrument is which instrument is which you kind of just have to know yeah breaking breaking down a beat is pretty simple but i think it depends on how complex said instrumental is like this is a pretty basic example but like kanye's song which one is it famous where in the towards the beginning of the song the pre-chorus, Rihanna's singing I loved you better than my own than my own kin did or something. And at the the outro to that song is Kanye singing that same pre-chorus. But what I hadn't noticed for like I don't even know how long is that the chorus right before that outro, he's singing it very softly underneath of the chorus. And you can't even hear it unless you're you're blaring that music like you're blaring it in like a car or something then you're like oh my god like he's singing in the background and i just never noticed it until recently that's what i love about artists like them yeah Yeah, like like kanye or or tyler or kendrick the samples that they the fucking (laughs) (laughs) the instrumentals that they use it's like it has a story to it. It keeps on developing throughout the song. That's what I like most about it. Because it's it's mm-hmm. it's not just sticking to one loop. It's it's progressing throughout the song, which is I think my favorite thing about any artist like that. 
if you listen to the song, like you'll always pick up something new about the song every time you listen yeah. to it, just because of the instrumental. And yes, that makes it ten definitely. times better. Yeah. Yes. You know, talking about storytelling, you know, when you when you uh talk to a lot of older music heads or just any older individual, you know, you term, you know, that we call them old heads or whatever. Um, but you know, a lot of them, whenever it comes to like, you know, like rap or you know, maybe even pop. Um, they'll be like, you know, it just doesn't tell a story anymore. You know, they tell stories. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to find um, a storytelling artist nowadays. There's just like, it's it's dumbed down now. Like, there's a very few. Like, J. Cole's good at it. Um, Tyler's okay at it. He doesn't really experiment because he, he's always told fake stories. Like, he's it's never been really true. Um, but on his new album, he did pretty good on that. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, he's he's probably one of the greatest of all time at it. He's sweet. Um, Joey Badass is really good at it too. There's a there's a lot of artists that are like nowadays pretty good at it, but I think the older artists have it in hand because they're I feel like they're more creative, especially with R and B. Old R and B was way more sentimental, like it was way more mm-hmm. romantic and telling how they truly feel through a song than nowadays. Yeah. I think pop has become the most generic genre out of all of them because of the fact that there's no there's no spice to it. It's the same thing for every song. It's an intro, pre-chorus, chorus, second verse, then there's like a slow part and then it's the outro. Or like the chorus again and then the outro. But mm. but you know, if you compare it to older artists, they put so much like he said, like creativity and soul and the, anything like down to the the instrumentals the beats the lyrics were better everybody nowadays they sing about the same the same things for the most part but older artists they had their shit together yeah they knew what they were doing you know and i think i think that's the main problem that a lot of you know newer artists are lacking is it's creativity you know or they their so-called creativity is just um sampling an old song and then you know putting some new beat over it or whatever and putting some generic lyrics over it and saying that's the new things um and they lack the creativity it's not there anymore and then the industry eats it up because you know that's what a lot of younger people eat up you know a lot of people don't want to hear anything new they like hearing what they've been hearing um Mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of just recycled stuff at least that's just my opinion you know i'm not some music guru or anything um but i i do listen to music a lot um but i just from from what i see you know and i don't really want to say any artists i, that I can really think of at least but I, there are definitely a lot of artists that you know a lot of people would consider mainstream that I don't I don't I don't want to diss them because I mean they they technically they hustled themselves to where they are. Mm-hmm. Um you can't hate on that. But at the same time, you know, I think there are some other artists who are more deserving of that spot, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot like I said a lot of things are just recycled now and it it's it's just started to get a little bit repetitive and eventually I don't think I, I, my thing is, I don't think people realize that eventually 
it it won't even be considered mainstream. It'll all just be considered the same. That's it. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's whatever. Um, but hey, I'm not tripping over it. I I know my artists. I got my songs, so yeah. I don't think I'll ever get too wacky with it. I guess you could say or wonky. <laughs> that's that's a funny word. Anyway, um, yeah, but um, you know. One thing I did want to talk about is music performances, just because, um, you know, I really wanted to ask you guys, of course, and there's a follow up after. But do you guys think live performances or just when you hear music live, do you think it, you know, quote unquote, hits different or it makes you feel, you know, maybe better um, in some sort of way when I, when you hear it live than, than you would when you were, you know, Maybe listening to it in the shower with headphones on. It depends on the artist's delivery, like it in does. the actual show. So, like some a lot of artists, they they don't even say half their lyrics. They just kind of just perform the music and let everyone just, you know, like jump to it and shit like that. But there is um there is a lot of artists out there that really try and implement their their self through their performance. Like I mean. There's there's a lot of artists, honestly. Steve Lacey, like he his was funny because before um before you know all this like shit talking to his fans and shit like that, like he he was a he was an amazing performer. Like uh, at the venues that he went to before he was popular and shit, he would interact with the fans. Like he he loved the fans because they actually knew his shit. The only um the only reason that he didn't like the new fans. It's because they only knew like a couple songs by him, so it depends. It, it's both on the artists and the artist fans to like bounce off each other to make a great performance, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. You know, my thing with that whole Steve, like you said, Steve Lacey, right? Yeah, Steve Lacey. Okay. My thing with him, like, um, when he got mad, I think someone threw a phone at at his stage or something. <laughs> they they threw something. And bro went crazy. I was just like, man, like, you know, because if you've been listening to Steve, like, you know, you know, with the internet or any anything, you know, um, like, like you've seen his growth and everything. So you've seen, you know, how like like Tarter said, you know, that his older performances, like how he was really engaged deep with the crowd, and like it just felt, you know, like he cared more. Yeah. It was more savory, um, and now it's not. You know, that's the thing with like fans that I really just don't understand. Would you do that? <laughs> Why? The you do not have a point. Flipped. <laughs> he flipped up because the phone hit him too. Like the right. phone, like actually, just he got smoked by a phone and fucking threw it. Like, bro, <laughs> that's I don't. Hey, all I'm saying is. It's his next tour. Whenever, if he does one, because hey, but it's his next tour. Please don't do that, because I want to go to a concert, and I don't, I don't want him to cancel. Fucking slam by. (laughs) I don't, I don't want, I don't want him to cancel after one, one song or something, and then leave. All right, so don't do that, and don't do that with any artist. Um, support them and be cool, man. Be chill. Don't act out. That's lame. You're uncool. You're a loser if you do that. 
But um, anyway, um, my follow-up question that I was going to have is, you know, when it comes to live performances, like the big ones, like, man, like, what was it called? Woodstock? That one? And then I remember watching this one video of, um, you know, um, what was it? Um, DMX or something? I think it was DMX. Yeah, the, oh, I the love largest DMX. Concert. Yeah, and I, I, apparently he caused an earthquake with that one. But um, no. it, it was huge, like just this big crowd. The, the dude, this, a little short, muscular, bald guy up there just singing his heart out. Um, Like, do you guys, like, think that maybe, like, of course, you know, I'm not going to say Travis Scott because, you know, but, you know, maybe with, man, I really can't think of anybody. Um. Okay. Um. Like. Like. Do you guys think there are any artists out there that could really do something? Travis Scott, because we saw how that failed. But are there any artists out there that you think could recreate something as huge as that? Like I'm talking like, like it. The crowd is just whoosh. Like huge. And yeah. the speakers are booming, and everything is big and loud. Like you gotta wear the the ear, the little yellow things. You know what I'm talking about? Earplugs. Like yeah, all that. Like, do you think there? Are, do you truly think there are any artists out there that could truly do that or recreate it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. <laughs> pre Hitler, Kanye, he could definitely do that. <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's honestly a safety thing i think that they just don't let those type of festivals like get that fucking crazy anymore but yeah. i think that um i mean there's a lot of mutually liked artists that could probably blow up a fucking stadium honestly there's there's a few of them kanye kanye could have done it i think um kendra could do it Depending on what songs he plays, um, mm-hmm. Travis Scott could probably do it because he's he's very like ragey. Playboy Cardi, oh my goodness, it's just it's just I've honestly done something like that before. Yeah, any uh, people passing out or something yeah. like that? Yeah, people pass out at concerts all the time. Jesus, Man. he was crazy though. The um, what is that festival in Miami? Rolling yes, well. yes. He have you seen his performance? Yeah. It's sweet. ridiculous. I like the guitar part. I think that's cool. He I, uh, I liked it. I thought it was cool, but I just he he sounded like what's that character from Mario? Waluigi? <laughs> but it was at the same time, it was like so hype. Like it was pretty cool. It was iconic. It was an iconic moment for him. Card Cardi's growth. Like, I think that's, it's so wild to me. Because I remember when Whole lot of Red came, or no, let's go a little bit further back. I remember when the memes, those Whole lot of Red memes were coming out. I was like in eighth grade. And everybody was like, oh, me in 2048 when Whole lot of Red comes out. And then it finally came out and everybody went crazy. And then everybody was like, this album sucks, this album trash. And then you see him performing it in 2021 in the summer. And you got people passing out, people, you know, doing backflips in a mosh pit that's that's like extremely small. Like I don't I don't know how you would do a backflip in that size, but whatever. Um 
but like doing crazy stuff like that. And it's like, it's crazy, like how that whole thing grew to be what it what it did, you know. It yeah. it aged like fine wine. You've yeah. ever heard of the Taylor Swift effect? Yeah. No. Every time she releases an album, everyone calls it like fucking horrible. Everyone like hates it. And then like a couple months later, everyone starts to love it. I think that's what Whole Lot of Red did to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's just everyone just like, uh, what is this? And then they kind of just got into it a lot more. Cause Whole Lot of Red changed the world. It. I don't, I don't like, I'm, I know that sounds like extremely outrageous to some people because a lot of people don't like parties still. But you got to look at how a lot of artists have changed. Like for all you young boy fans out there, look here, buddy. Your your man, he wasn't wearing you know the rock star makeup and all that until Cardi did it. I don't care. He did that. He changed the. I'm, I'm telling you, a whole lot of red changed the world. Maybe not all in a good way because now we have some artists that think they are him. But um, hey, um, it definitely did change the world. Yeah. Um, so that, in my opinion, that album, it kind of like it brought a whole new genre of rap. Yes, like, so, like artists like Lucky, Destroy, Lonely, like all of them. They that's when they came out. It was after Playboy Cardi released that. I think yeah. he legit just made a whole new genre after releasing that. Yeah, yeah. They definitely got a lot more popularized after that. Like, I never heard of Destroy Lonely, and then Cardi drops this whole lot of red or whatever, and then you know a few months later. I see this dude named Destroy Lonely on my For You page. I'm like, who is this guy? And I start listening. I'm like, oh, he's not that bad. You know, <laughs> and then next thing you know, Yeet comes out. And, oh, oh, I remember when Yeet came out, everybody's like, man, he sucks or whatever. Now you now you got my man doing a commercial with Minions and stuff. Like, Ridiculous. It, it's it's kind of, you know, honestly, with, and that's not just with like a whole lot of Red or Play with Cardi. That's just with like a like more like there's some artists out there that like like they just kind of just went Phew. like and I think that's been that's happened before in the past but like the, with them like we actually got to actually experience like when when all those older artists when they had their shoe moment or whatever I'm 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 saying that from now on but whenever they had that moment we were kind of young. Um, don't forget, guys, we're all still teenagers. So <laughs> we were kind of young, but we actually got to see some of these people like explode in the industry. And not only was it amazing, but it was like, it was kind of, I don't know, it just made us, it, it just has a, a certain feeling that it gives you where it's like, wow. Or like, um, I guess the way you could describe it is like when you find that one and then like no one like knows about them and you're one of the first fans. And then they like start to blow up, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I knew about them," or you know, like, "Yeah, you know." And it 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 kind of, kind of it kind of provides a a similar feeling to that. But um, yeah. But getting back to live performances, um, <clears throat> you know, I you know to answer my own question, I definitely do think there are a few artists out there that could do it. You know, Carter definitely named a couple that I do think. Um, ah, man, I'm I'm trying to think of someone else that could actually go out there and like shake the world with a performance. I'm um, thinking of one right now. 
I can't. I can't think. I think Uzi could do it too. You it's, think it's, so? Yeah, I think it's just any a lot of universally liked artists. Like it, there's 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 a few artists that are in like in everyone's fucking playlist, like everyone's library. And I think just if you name any of those artists, it could probably do it. Lil Uzi has a lot of music that everyone likes, so that's why I think he could do it. Playboy Cardi has a lot of music everyone likes. All the artists that I name have a lot of music that everyone likes. <laughs> if Uzi would have been able to perform, and and I'm gonna have a question after this that's some that's similar. But if you guys think Uzi would have been able to perform earlier, um, you know when a turn on take drop, you guys think. You know, I'm not saying he, he fell off or anything, but you know, a lot of people like if you, if you look before like Cardi dropped whole lot of red or anything of the sort, something like that, like questions like or things like that. You know, the question was always you know, who's your Cardi or you know things like that. And now like, and I'm I'm not saying that I you know have a choice in any of that, but you know it was Uzi versus Cardi or like Uzi versus this artist, and like everybody would always say Uzi and now a lot of people they have this whole perspective on Uzi that has changed where some of them feel as if you know he has fallen off or that you know his music hasn't you know necessarily you know it might have peaked at some certain point in his career do you guys think and I'm not saying I agree with any of those claims but do you guys think that if Uzi would have been able to perform earlier when a turn on take dropped and COVID would never happened, you guys think his career would be different and that all those naysayers, that things would be different? Not really. I think um, I think Uzi just wanted to slow down anyways because it's not like he fell off. I mean, he kind of did, but he did it to himself, like, on purpose. Like, he hasn't been releasing as much music recently. Like, he hasn't been trying as hard in the in the rap industry, if you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. He's not, he doesn't want to be as involved anymore. He'll probably make a comeback soon, but I think, I think he wanted to break for himself anyways. I don't think that anything kind of changed that. But if he were to like release a new album, I think he'd be right back on top eventually. I think that he has so much people rooting for him that an album would be like very highly listened to no matter what. Like yeah. what is it called? Pink tape or something? Yeah, the one of his first ones or whatever. Yeah, he they say he's gonna drop something soon. I mean, he's been saying that since uh, was was the the album with Future, but I'm pretty sure he got into some legal trouble, and that's why it kind of got stalled. Like he went he, like some like similar to Travis Scott, like Utopia was supposed to come out last year, I think, and it didn't. He had all that stupid stuff that he did or whatever and um you know it kind of got prolonged you know or you know something similar um with a smaller artist compared to those two that i just named but he's still pretty big uh, pretty known um so fago um you know he's loved in the other ground he had like the biggest blow up um, you know, through TikTok and you know all the the edits that like, if you were on TikTok in late 2020 and all 2021, if you had any edit or just any like sound, uh, like Sofago probably had something like either him or Lil Tecca, 
but Sofega was like, or Sofego, sorry, you know, he was like the biggest, you know, like he was blowing up. Um, and then he kind of just stopped, you know, I heard, you know, he signed with Cactus Jack, which is Travis Scott's label. And then, you know, Travis Scott, the whole thing happened with him. And then after that, you know, he didn't drop for, you know, a longer time than expected. Um, I mean, do you guys think it's like similar to Uzi where it's like, you know, he just dropped and, you know, it it wasn't received too bad, but it wasn't received extremely well. Um, do you guys think it's similar with Uzi? Like, like this, like he kind of got held back, you know, like Carter, you said he got held back, but now I'm talking about Sofago. Um, you know, do you guys think he might've gotten held back? Um, yeah, just from the label alone, just because what he was tied with, obviously all that shit happened, and not much people were interested in that label anymore, just because of what the, what the owner did, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to come back from what Travis Scott did for, and then for So Faggot to release an album right after that, it's kind of, kind of hard to be under him at that point. And then, I mean, Uzi obviously had some fucking labeled shit going on too that's why he couldn't release in so long it's legit because of his label like that happens a lot that labels they try and keep the artists and they try and hold them captive so they don't release any music and it kind of just kills their career for them which i mean it's not on purpose but labels do do a lot for artists it's it's bittersweet because Like, I've been asked multiple times to sign to a label. And I've always been like, no, I'm not signing because I don't want somebody to treat me like a puppet or to tell me how to make my music or what not to do with my music. Like, I I like my independence. But at the same time, like, you look at the good that labels do for you. They give you that exposure, the money. They give they they do a lot for you, so it's bittersweet because you either come up on your own and that's a slower process than signing and having it come to you almost automatically. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be under. Um, it's hard to be under a label. Like there's there's very few artists that w- came up without a label. Like Pusha T, he came up without no label. He's on his I think, own. Um, Brent Fias too. Brent Fias. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 just really it's hard. It's it's hard to come up without a label. And when and when you do come up, it's hard to really really known. It's hard to be like a common household name if you're yeah. if you're up without a label. Like not much people listen to you. But mm-hmm. labels are also very corrupt to their artists that they have. Most of them are, mm-hmm. and they just try and shy away. There's there's a few labels that um that are good to the artists like i like dreamville I like dreamville a lot the one that j cole runs like he yeah. he's doing a really good job of that so far all the artists in that seem like they're great like they're they're doing well uh kendrick lamar's label actually had a problem top dog entertainment like he that's yeah. why he made a uh, pg lang then they, then they had something like going on with scissor too yes yeah, before too. she dropped her album with yeah, the both. top dog entertainment yeah i don't I don't know the whole story behind that, but I know there was label issues for sure. There's a lot of label issues everywhere for every artist. Mm. Mm. So, you know, talking about labels, you know, Giordano, you just said, 
you know, that you didn't want to sign one because you wanted to keep your independence. You know, when it comes to labels, you know, and this is just, you know, me. But, you know, I think you guys both have valid points with it. And I don't really want to just repeat everything that you guys just said. But, you know, I really do. I really do think at, that at some point an artist really is given an ultimatum with it in a way. Not necessarily like a huge one, you know, maybe it is depending on who you are, you know, and I feel like a lot of a lot of labels, they kind of they're kind of weird with it, because, for example, let's say there's an artist, you know, he he's come, you know, he's a diamond in the rough. That's how I'll describe his. Excuse me, his his life. And, um, you know, he's good at this, at this music thing. You know, he's really good. Everyone loves him. And he has no money. You know, he's barely eating, but he's still knocking it all out of the park. And then a label comes and they're like, yeah. So we know you're like from this, you know, kind of hood place or this bad place or whatever. You're, you're a diamond in the rough. And, you know, we'll give you money. But like, let's say, yeah, you got to sign our contract and you got to be with us for like six years and you know, we get your masters and everything too, you know, unless you want to buy it back when the contract is over with, you know, and you know, they're kind of put in a hard position where it's like, dang, if I don't sign, you know, I'm probably still going to be broke. I'm still going to be making good music. But if I do sign, you know, like you guys kind of said, like I'm kind of going to be put on a leash and there's going to be many restrictions put on me. And I don't like that. And then you got the whole master's thing, too. And the thing with that is, you know, let's say you are successful, even after you do sign with the label um, and your contract finally runs out, all that. You got the money and everything. And now your master's is worth a lot more money than it was when you first gave it to the label. So now you got to figure out a way to get that back because it's your master's. You need your master's. It's very important. I just feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of cases of that. Um and I really don't like that. It it's kind of annoying. Like and not just kinda. It it's really annoying. Yeah. Um and I, I just I just kinda look at it where I'm just like, you know, I can't really do anything, you know, a lot of people can't, but I just I don't know. It it just kinda it's off it's off putting to me to see that there are corrupt people out there, you know, especially when they target these low income areas with these really, really talented people. And then they kind of take advantage of them in a way. Um, it's, it's sad. And I, it, I don't know. It just kind of, it doesn't sit with me the right way. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you guys, you know, mentioned labels and everything and, you know, all of that. Because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people are aware of it, but they never really take it into consideration. Like, dang, like I'm listening to my favorite artists right now, but they're probably miserable with their label. Like a lot of people, and I, I don't really think you should think like that just because you know, that's pretty sad. But at the same time, you know, so, yeah, um, you know, I have, a, I have a few friends that are independent as well um, who create music. So. I understand where you come from with that, Giordano, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I respect that. 
I respect the fact that you guys would rather, you know, keep your independence and your self-respect than, uh, you know, be with these people who are, meh, you know, they don't really care about you. Uh, and that, that, that's really, that's not just labels. That's not just music labels. I don't mean to get off the pure topic, but that's where everything in life, especially right now, um, you know, we're in this recession right now. A lot of people are doing things that, you know, aren't that they don't make them live comfort comfortably um, when they work for these businesses or for these companies. Mm-hmm. But they have to do it because they're given no choice. Um, or these people, they're just a lot of people. They're given a bunch of ultimatums, especially at this period in their life right now, this time period, and um, it sucks. So um, I, I really just I really just want to use that as a way of, you know, kind of conveying the message to like, you know, people out there. If you are dealing with that, um, it's going to be tough. But always remember to put yourself first. It's important and you got to do it. You got to um, forget all that other stuff. You have to. Um, and yeah. sacrifices have to be made. Um, so yeah, um, just, just try to remember that guys don't, and don't, you know, you're going to get stressed out about it, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world until all those old white guys in the office decide to press all those red buttons. So you're safe. You'll be all right. So don't worry about it completely. Um, or at least don't stress about it completely. And if you do stress about it completely, find a way to get rid of that stress. Um, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about that. Um, but getting back into the whole music thing, you know, like I said earlier, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Um, and, it, and it really revolved around 2020 and, you know, COVID. Do you think music would be different in a lot of people's lives, including your own, um, if COVID had never happened? Uh, I think it would, uh, it wouldn't be as... It wouldn't be as like far out as it is now. I think a lot of people found their music during quarantine. Like everyone found which artists they like, and they because they had so much time to deep dive into artists that they wanted to check out. So I think that did help artists a lot in that time. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not sure if it helped or hurt more because a lot of artists lost a lot of money because they couldn't perform. But at the same time, a lot of people found their music through COVID because they were cooped up in the house all day with nothing to do yeah that's how that's why i'm as i'm not very evolved but i'm more evolved than i would have been if covid never happened because i was what 15 stuck in the house nothing to do um and that's what i did i played piano i recorded i made some internet friends and we collabed a lot i would say the whole summer that's what i did so it definitely you know added hours uh <laughs> to my what is it like 526,000 hours or something some it's 100,000 hours something like that yeah and they say that's like how many hours you need before you become quote unquote master of music interesting <clears throat> you know talking about that you know with the whole like 
master thing or you know just just getting good at something you you know you just said you know you spent a lot of time and that's how you got good and that's how you got better and you evolved you know let's say i'm like a new artist and i'm trying to get better you know i got the talent or whatever or at least i got some decent talent you know and i want to get into something like making beats or just music production like instrumentals or anything what are Man, I don't really want to make it sound. Some things that you guys think is required for someone to truly be like, I guess, like how you said, like a master of like music and production and, you know, things in sound. Okay. Absolutely. Consistency. You can be the most talented musician on the planet. But if you're not consistent, if you're not stepping outside your comfort zone, putting, putting, uh, you know, your absolute best into every single detail of the music, it's not going to be as good. This is why you see all these bad artists, or not, you know, not a bunch of them, but there's a few that I could name. And, and you know, they're where they are now because they were consistent. They were getting their stuff out there. They were getting noticed and they kept working until they made it to the top. So it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're not consistent and if you're not putting that practice in, you're not going to make it. Interesting. Honestly, I think it's just having a, my bad. I think it's having a, uh, I think it's having like a good ear for sound. Like what you want your sound to be is, what you really want to know about yourself like yeah. putting it's it's putting yourself into music really it's that's what music is it's just putting yourself out there in different ways shapes and forms and i mean like people who produce samples and stuff like that like it's it's very uh it's very frowned upon to be that type of producer like not making your own sound using other people's music and then chopping it up but honestly i think that's also portraying yourself in a really good way because you're showing your music tastes like what you love to listen to and then you're just like flipping it into something that could be even better. I think just I think just putting your all into into whatever you're doing is probably the best bet. Just putting your all into it and like if you put your all into it and it flops, I mean you can't really regret it cuz you know you tried your best. Mhm. I think that's the best the best feeling is finding a producer that is like so incredibly talented and good at what they do and you know you can see that they're putting everything into their work i can name a few i'm friends with um i'm friends with ban risk and if i'm not mistaken he's produced for trippy red and the killer roy and a couple other mainstream artists Jesus. but like i've heard his beats he's sent me beats before and even the ones that are like not at, like not as best quality as like trippy's beats or you know other mainstream celebrities beats they're still like you can just tell there's so much detail and i just love it he's one of my favorite producers i like him i like eerie skies but eerie skies is more on the r&b side and Barris is a little pop and electronic and i like dionzo but he's also r&b but there's mm-hmm. there's so many producers i can name that just put everything into the music and it's such a beautiful thing interesting you know for me hey i just kind of you know like you guys said you kind of just throw yourself out there you know 
Like I, I have um I have this thing I do where I just like listen to a bunch of different stuff. Like whatever I find, you know. Sometimes like I find music from TikTok. I'm not ashamed to say that. I know that's hated upon, frowned upon, whatever. I find some good music off that app. I don't care. Um yeah, stuff that like is, that. Yeah. And um, you know, and then uh, you know, I go on the Apple Music or the Spotify. And you know how the the infinite thing where it will just keep playing music, even if it's not in your library or if it's not like in the queue. Um, I I you know I kind of just pick, pick little, little little music from that, or you know I pick it up from friends. You know when I hear it, or a lot of a lot of music that I like. I you know I listen to you know older music. Like I love the two thousand sound man. Like Timbaland, he is definitely one of my favorite producers. Him. Um and for Pharrell, those are like my top. If you ask anybody, Pharrell is ten out of ten. Yes, I have a whole Pharrell playlist, man. Like of all his songs, produced, sung on, rapped on, whatever. And you know, I kind of just pick little pieces from all that, and I go like, okay, I like when artists or producers when they do this in their songs, and then I find more songs like that, or ask people that know more music than I do because there are a ton. Um, and you know, I kind of asked them like, "Hey, do you know any like songs, or do you have anything where it's like it sounds similar to this? Not maybe not exactly, but you know, similar." And then that's I kind of just do that. So if I were a producer, I'll probably just do that, and then you know, you know, like Carter said, you know, like just mess around with some samples and you know, just have fun with it. You know, of course, I don't do that. I don't know how to. I didn't even know what an 808 was until like I think like six months ago or something. So hey, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that to you guys or whatever, and all the artists and producers. But um, I think I think it's um, I think everything that you guys said it all made it made it, it made complete sense, and I think it's good advice. You know, especially you know consistency. That's that's key. Um, I actually have an episode talking about that. You know, so hey. Um, that's cool. Um, but hey, you guys, you, hey, you heard it from them. If you guys want to get into this whole music jingy or whatever, do that. Um, you know, and just have fun with it. Um, that's what I kind of do in my podcast. I kind of just, you know, before we even started, like I kind of told them, I was like, yeah, um, this is kind of just like a go with the flow, but not like in a very like unprofessional way, but more in like a just have fun way. Like if if we get off topic, I don't care, um, you know, or anything of the sort, you know, just have fun with whatever you're doing, especially if it's with music. That's one thing I kind of figured out. Like for a long time, I was just listening to like that materialistic music or just artists that a lot of other people liked. And I was, I didn't really like it completely, but, I was like trying to force myself to really like it and I just couldn't. And then eventually I started getting into music that I liked, music that I loved, and I really started to enjoy music on a way deeper level. Um, I'm sure these two have done it as well and they've done it even when they create their own music or their own sound. And um, yeah, I, I think that's really important, of course. You know, so yeah. Um, but I do want to ask you guys, um what is it called it's like uh, uh man 
like the it's like the hertz thing you guys know what i'm talking about like oh, the, for audio files yeah the hertz yeah um yeah. do you guys like i'm not trying to say that you guys are like music geeks or anything but like do you guys are you guys into that type like like hertz and like whatever frequencies like do you guys get like are you guys like in it like i i don't i'm not sure if that's part of music theory it might be but you know like what i'm trying to say is you know i can't really fabricate the question but what i'm really trying to say is you know when it comes to that type of stuff do you guys look for that type of stuff in in music as well or do you guys think you know if, if you were to like recommend some new music to someone you know would you like explain you know in a, in a simple way of course you know, like hertz and, and frequency and stuff like that, and then get them to like find music that's similar to that um, frequency or hertz that they may like, or like you know, it's really more it's really more of a, like a big broad question with a bunch of sub questions. But when it comes to hertz and frequency, I mean, what do you guys think? All all that's kind of just food for thought. But like, what you guys, you know, mm -hmm. just just throw it at me. That's um. That's my language, frequencies and vibrations and stuff. But I think, and and actually, Kanye West has said a lot, a lot of contra controversial things. But one thing that he said that stuck with me <clears throat> is that the the 808s that these mainstream celebrities use and whatever you want to call it, they don't have good frequencies in them most of the time. And if if I'm not gonna get too deep into it because, you know, it's it's a dangerous topic to to discuss. But if you truly knew how dark the music industry was, it's a lot that needs to be uncovered. That people just listen to these songs in their day to day without realizing that it could be harmful to your brain. So, a couple artists that you know actually went down and 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 changed their frequency. You got you got XXX Tentacion changed all of his songs to 432 megahertz which is the the um frequency of healing and it actually this is a proven fact has the power to heal your genetic dna Sade, also known for 432 and 528 megahertz 528 is known as a love frequency um but something else that should be brought to your attention is that um, fifth dimensional frequencies align perfectly with 528 megahertz as well. Um, just something to think about, but that's why people were so like, not entranced, but they admired him so much is because not only did he speak about things that most rappers didn't talk about to an extent, but you know, he, he talked about being in vulnerable states of mind and, and acknowledging mental illness, but he down to the very frequency of his sound he put his love into it and that's really important because you could be listening to things and it's harmful to you like genuinely but there's there's so many different frequencies that are good for you there's frequencies that can help heal alzheimer's there's a lot it's it's really complex i'm actually writing a book about it and it's taking forever because the more Every time I sit down and write a chapter or write a paragraph, there's something new that I'm learning about it, and it's ridiculous. It makes my head hurt, but that's my take. I think it, I think 
I think in introducing someone to an artist, I don't think that'd be the first thing that comes to mind. Like a lot of audiophiles, they get really into the frequency hertz and stuff like that. But I think it is really important if you if you know like how you're listening to music. I think, I mean, because there's a lot of stuff you can do to make your sound quality better, like, especially with within the hertz and frequencies, like you can, you can do equalizer stuff like that just to make the just to make the music sound a little bit better than you normally would. Um, I, I never knew there was a lot of meanings to it. Like, I didn't know there was genuine meanings. That's, that's something new that I learned, which is sweet. But I think yeah. to a beginner level person. I feel like just knowing how to make your music, how to make the music that you're listening to sound the best is really important. Yeah. Something uh, something else about 432. Most of these mainstream music or, or artists that make these music, they actually turn off. I believe it's the left side of your brain that generates creativity and emotional thought. 432 megahertz does the exact opposite. And it actually encourages creativity and what did I say? I just lost my train of thought, but you get the gist. Yeah, you know, I was, hey, uh, you guys knocked it out of the park with that. But, you know, I, I kind of just listened to the, I found it on SoundCloud or something like that. And I and I found it and I was listening to it. I was like, dang. Like, it, it was just kind of like, I don't even like, there wasn't really no, like, like no lyrics or anything there it was just like like sound or whatever but it was the 432 the one you were talking about and you know i'll just kind of listen to it i was like dang like i don't know what the what the heck this stuff is but it it sounds pretty cool you know <laughs> it really made my brain you know it kind of rewired it i guess like i remember like listening to it right before i took a test and i remember i got like an a and everything and I remember before that, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to do good on this test. Now, I remember the, uh, the, 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 little, the little thing I found on SoundCloud, the little, uh, it was like 45 minutes long or something. And it was the, four, the 432 hertz. And I listened to it and I was like, man, this is, this is tight. And then I put it on, you know, and I'm, I'm a Christian, you know, uh, more of the spiritual type. But, you know, I, I did my little prayer, all that. And I put that on, listened to it like 15 minutes before I took the test, and I did good on it. Um, I remember listening to it, you know, before lifting. I did that for like a week, and my lifts were pretty good. You know, I work out, and they, it was pretty good. Like I felt good, and, you know, sometimes people have off days, but I didn't have a single off day that week. It was pretty That's cool. Um, so... I really just wanted to talk about that for a second just because, you know, I, I really do think a lot, like how you said, a lot of people, they don't know what they're listening to. Um, they really don't. Like, I remember, like, like sometimes, like, you, have you guys ever put on music for, like, white noise? Yeah. Kind of just, to, yeah. Kind of just like to be there. Yeah. And I remember I was, like, cleaning my room and I had something on. And then I actually started listening to the lyrics. I'm like, what is this? Like this dude in here talking about, yeah, you know, we having sex, you know, and we in here, we getting busy, and she just did a, a line of coke on my lap, and I'm like, bro, I don't, I, I don't do that. <laughs> like, why am I listening to this? And I finally actually, I listened into it for once, and I realized what I was playing. 
And, you know, I turned it off because I'm like, I don't know. And, um, yeah, but I, I really do think a lot of people need to recognize what they're listening to. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, give up all your favorite songs or anything. What I am saying is um, just, you know, be more mindful of what you listen to. Just because music is extremely powerful and you don't even or religion or anything to believe that like some people like i'm like kobe bryant man um i remember like the dude like he said he played classical music and then he'd go out there and drop 40 50 points like it was nothing <laughs> just like that. that's cool i didn't know that yeah um he talked about it in his book and i was just like dang like and sometimes and it's not even music it's just sound Sometimes he just put on his headphones just so then he wouldn't hear a single thing. And then he would go out there and just go to work. Like he would just put them on and he wouldn't hear a single sound or a single, a single like, you know, like word from anybody around him. And they would leave him alone. I mean, it's Kobe. So they would leave him alone, of course. And um, then he would go out there and do his thing. So sound is definitely very powerful. Um, mm -hmm. so I mean, Carr, he already knows, you know, of course, I'm gonna know that about Kobe, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> sound is definitely very important, of course. You know, um, hey, all I gotta say is if the Black Mamba used it to his advantage, you should too. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, um, I'm glad you, I'm glad you guys talked about that though, um, just because I really do think that it's pretty important, um, but. Next, I do want to ask you guys, um, you know, this is kind of a kind of boring question, I guess you could say, but what is your guys' favorite genre? Like, when you guys actually, like, when you guys actually want to listen to music, like, you want to listen to music, like, you're not necessarily fiending over it like you're a crack addict, but, you know, you, you, you get the gist, <laughs> and, you know, you got to pick a genre. What genre are you guys picking? Um, I think just because it's so vast, like there's so much, there's so much uh, different types of music within the genre. I'm probably gonna go pick. I'm probably gonna pick alternative, because mm -hmm. I mean, alternative rap, alternative R&B, alternative pop, alternative rock, everything like alternative. I don't know why. I it's just, I just like it a lot more. So yeah. probably that. It's very diverse, alternative is. But that's what makes it special. I like it. Yeah, I think, I honestly, I don't have a favorite genre because I listen to pretty much everything. Like, you know, I live in the countryside, so most of my friends, you know, they bump country. And a lot of people are like, oh, I hate country. But if you know what you're listening to, like, if you listen to the right stuff, it's not too bad. I like, I like a little bit of rock. But at the same time, when I'm driving... Depending on, like, the mood I'm in, I might listen to DMX and, you know, the 90s and early 2000s rap. I might listen to some R&B, the, the good R&B, though, like, you know, Sade, Brent, Erica Badu, things, people like that. Um, And then occasionally some pop. Not very rarely some pop. I think pop is my least favorite genre. But I don't think I have a, a straight favorite because I just, I love diversity. I love that people are just capable of creating these, like, totally different types of sound. I love it. I think it's cool. 
that is a very hard question to answer but um, yeah yeah it's it's kind of subjective to what type of mood you're in what genre you want to listen to but i think in general i probably like anything that mellows me out or like kind of makes me feel more intellectual in a way it's just something that like kind of opens my brain up any music like that like yeah. mainly i listen to a lot of uh like more chill rap or like something that has a good instrumental but also good lyrics to it so yeah. like if i really want to like listen into the music i can actually like listen to the artist be like oh damn he's actually saying shit but if i'm not really listening to it the instrumental kind of just does the rest for me yeah yeah Definitely. Hey, Carter already knows I love my Katy Perry. So, oh yeah, I'm that off. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I love California girls. I love that song. Um, I'm putting that on. Ten out of ten song. I love Katy Perry. If you ever hear this, I love you. Thank you for making that song. But um, yeah, definitely either 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 some pop or um some indie. I like I like uh indie rap. I like that. Yeah, I like I like that. It. it <clears throat> It's pretty cool, you know. It's, it's kind of frowned upon because people think, "Oh, you're soft." If you, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I, I like it. Um, I'll be bumping Claro anywhere. Right. You know, I, I bet you there's some gangsters out there that probably put on in, indie, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I love indie, especially the indie rap man. You know, Carter also knows I love Tyler Creator, so I'll definitely put on some Tyler Creator. It's hard not to love that guy. Yeah, look, look, this is this is my favorite thing to say about my birthday. Other than, of course, it's my birthday, you know. Um, but <laughs> I have the same birthday as Tyler Creator. I have the same birthday as Tyler Creator, and it's it's so funny because I didn't know, and then someone told me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I started jumping up and down because I'm like, I have the same birthday as my favorite artist. You know, it was meant March, to be. Yeah, March March sixth, by the way, guys. That's that's James Day. Um, everybody, you can order James Day shirts. James Day. What is that? Uh, is that Pisces? Yeah, I'm a Pisces. That's cool. <clears throat> Pisces are cool. Eh. Y'all just really <laughs> emotional. Oh my goodness! Here we go with this. <laughs> I can't stand that. Fuck the music podcast. We're going straight into the star signs. That Zodiac, guys, look. That Zodiac and the sign podcast episode, it's still coming. I'm just going to let you guys know that now. It's going to be a fucking doozy. Oh, my God. That's going to be hilarious. I'm going to have 12 12 people. (laughs) Everybody a different sign in there trying to coexist at once, which is probably going to be impossible. But, hey, That'd be a funny podcast. That's a great idea. It's, it's, yeah. The only thing is, you know, you got to have 12 mics, and mics cost money. <laughs> so, um, it's coming. Don't worry, guys. I'm not broke. I'm just saying. It's not funny. enough money to buy 12 mics. <laughs> Bro, they're like $80. It's excessive. It is excessive. I, I, God dang. Just have one and have them split it. Some fight over the mic. <laughs> Pass it around. <laughs> Record it. That's what they do in the video podcast. Like I know they have like three mics in like a recording studio, but what if like like do they like I know they like record the verses like at different times, but like imagine there are like five people in the same studio and there's only three mics. Like what are you gonna do? Mm. 
I mean, bands do it a lot. It's, I mean, usually studios don't have a problem with mics because they're, they're studios. They have a lot of yeah. them. I don't think that's ever really a problem. Hey, I'm just, I... I feel like if it, if it was, if it was, then I feel like they would just all play through the mic or just go one by one by one and just record their own song for each yep. and then just mix it. James, yeah, you just got to get a whole studio. Just got to buy a whole up. studio. You are out of your mind. Just get your money up. You'll be all right. <laughs> up. I want to do that. Studio, man. I like, I like this little, uh, I'm not using it right now, but the, the I don't know, it's like an X68 or something. Samson, yeah. Shout out the Down Bad Podcast, by the way, for helping me make this man. Woohoo! Go you guys, because I I probably wouldn't have been able to do this. Because I remember I was I was messing around with frequencies and stuff, and I had recorded an episode, and then I accidentally made it sound to where I, I sounded like a chipmunk, and it ruined the entire audio. And I was like, huh, I don't know what to do now. And I and I end up uh, some things got broken. Um, but um, anyway, they they helped me fix it in the Garage Band or whatever. So that, that's what I use. That's our yeah. Garage Band. Yeah, I I, I didn't know. Our Garage Band. No, because it's so complicated. Because what are all these buttons here? Like, what is a filter and what is like, what? I don't know. But For I Garage Band. Yeah, I learned. That's how that's how I started out. Yeah. That's like second nature to me now. But I what's really like, difficult. Um, FL is difficult. Oh shit! Oh, the FL Studio. <laughs> this shit is hard. FL Studios is hard. It's like a language. <laughs> yeah, it's legit a whole nother language. <laughs> Damn, let me not download that and break my phone. I'm good. Like two hundred bucks or some shit. You can yeah, you have to it. pay for it. Oh, you gotta get it. Like, oh, it's one of those. Uh, I might, I might try and find a way to pirate it so I can. <laughs> So I can get it. I'm not trying to pay all that money for it. It got it that. got popular though, because Juice World will record on FL. So then yeah. once everybody found found that out, they were like, "Oh my God, let me get this." So oh, everybody man. that I know uses FL. Can we talk about how good of a freestyler he was? He was. It's it's hard to be that creative with the dome. I I think uh whenever like artists <laughs> like that freestyle for like fucking hours on end. I honestly think they're just like remembering what they've wrote in the past, like for unreleased music and shit like that. I feel like they just like say some of the stuff that they haven't released yet. They have to be because there's no way. But yeah. Juice, Juice would like like he did a feature for one guy and recorded the feature, and the guy was like, "Oh my god, this is hard." And Juice was like, "Oh, well, I you know I I made a whole other verse if you want to hear that one too, like recorded different verses on the same beat." That's ridiculous to me. Interesting. Talking about features, can we talk about how um, Drake will feature on a song and then like kind of take it uh, like over? Like I know, I know everyone knows that, but like I don't think people realize how like kind of crazy that is because it's actually like true with almost every song he's featured on in a way. It's weird. Like, he just kind of hops on there and says some stuff, and now it's number one. Like, it's, I don't know. What do you, how, how do you guys feel about Drake? I like Drake. He's sweet. He's, I mean, I know it's very hard to do what he does. 
to hop on anyone's song, make them make them popular. And he's legit. If if he goes on a song with someone, that artist is blowing up. It's it's very hard not to blow up. Like what Smiley was probably the only artist that didn't blow up because of how ass he was on that song. Because <laughs> he was so bad. I like that song. I do too, but it's just whenever Smiley raps, I just kind of mute it. I dance to that. I dance to whenever he does it. Like I, I don't know why. I just like it. Other than that, Drake is. I don't care if he has a ghostwriter or anything like that. The things that he's done for the hip hop community is just, it's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and you know, like you said before, Kanye went cuckoo. Um, definitely him too, in a way. There's a lot of artists that change change a lot of people's lives it's it's there's a lot of different people out there who need a lot of different types of artists which um there's a lot that people reach out to so it's, he made got, graduation got, <laughs> he made graduation he made graduation I, I love that meme bro because it's how i was feeling the entire time he just kept talking like i remember watching that interview and i was just like please stop talking ah. <laughs> Oh, you don't gotta you don't gotta do this, man. But he's a grown man. Technically he can do whatever he wants, but yeah, it so. may not be the best for him. Not he's he's low key he's low key outsmarting everyone. He's breaking the matrix. That's what he's doing. That's why he's doing this. And it's pissing everybody off. <laughs> breaking through the matrix. Yes. Saying Hitler was good is breaking the matrix. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> I find that so just I don't know, man. Whatever. This isn't an episode to talk about Kanye, but... Kanye episode. You could probably do that. Yeah, I could if I wanted to. But so much I'd to talk about. Cry. There's a it's lot like of errors with Kanye. I'd just be so mad, because, like... <laughs> you fucked yourself I... up, Kanye. <laughs> Damn it, Kanye. I do, have, I do have an episode where I do cry. So, yeah, that exists. But I don't want to spoil anything. But that does exist. <laughs> I don't. I probably won't release it to be honest. James crying. Yeah. I can't wait for that. It's <laughs> just like an hour of him just sobbing, oh, <laughs> sobbing in the mic. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy, I guess. But um, yeah. Um, to be honest, um, I love this episode. I love everything we talked about on here. Um, is there anything that you guys want to say? Or shout out anybody. This is a music podcast. I think if you are struggling finding new music or if you are having like an identity crisis with music, I feel like listening to the music that speaks to you the most is probably the most important thing you could do. Finding out what you like and not what anybody else likes. Just try and try and be different when you're listening to your music. Try and be the best you you can be. I like that. I would say if you're an artist, like an up-and-coming artist, and you're struggling to make music, just don't give up. Like, music is timeless. It don't matter if you're old or young or really old. Like, it don't matter. Just make, make what's in your heart and don't let anybody tell you different or, you know, make you make you feel some type of way about the things that you create. I like that. Um, Put your heart and soul to it, and yeah. someone doesn't fuck with it, it's whatever. At least you know you like it. 
Yep. Release shit that you like, and it will attract people that also like it. Yep. Hey, all I gotta say is, when you make music, <clears throat> of course, not now, but I would say have the mentality of Kanye West. Just saying. And the only reason I say that is because he's probably one of the most confident artists ever, if not the most confident. I mean, hey. So, that's what I would say. But, um, of course, um, we sadly do have to end the episode um, just because it's getting very long. Um, <laughs> and you we guys... Can go um, on for hours. We can go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I love this episode. Um, thank you guys for coming on here and talking, by the way. It was great. Um, I actually... I hit them up last minute, guys. We Look, you guys bothered me and you asked me for this. So you're getting it. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, I I I love it. I love that you guys came on here and just it, you know, just kind of just came on here and talked about music and we had fun with it. Um, so yeah, of course, you know, I always end out the episode, you know, just like how I begin it, you know, um, support. Thank you for the support, you know, and um, thank you for you know everything that you guys done for me. Um, thank you for all the people that have just, you know, been there, you know, even when this was just a tiny little idea and now it's, it's here. Um, you know, we're recording this in 2023. So of course, I hope that everyone is having a great new year so far. And if you are not, well, that's what you got this podcast for. So Hopefully, um, you take something out of this episode and the other episodes that you listen to when they all release. And uh, yeah, um, but thank you, thank everyone, and thank you too. Um, like I said, um, it's great to have you guys on here. And like they said, um, Carter he plays the guitar. Um, Carter, do you have anything you know that you ever you think you're ever gonna release anything like like maybe like a song or like an instrumental? Eventually. I might get into producing. I'm still deciding what I want to do with music. I kind of don't want it to be just a hobby since I have kind of a little bit of talent for it. If I work hard at it, maybe I'll release some. World may never know. Yeah. So, you guys heard the man. Um, Look out for just... new shit from Carter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what his artist name is going to be. Hopefully it's something cool. T-Dog. Sea dog. No, it's not gonna be. We'll find some. I'll find something out. Don't worry. Um, and of course, you know Giordano. She creates music um, as well. You can find her on Apple Music and Spotify and SoundCloud, right? Yep. Thanks, man. Yeah. So. Shameless plug. <laughs> you guys could, um, you know, when they both release some new stuff, or any new projects, I will let you guys know. I will post it on my um, Instagram on the Imperfect Podcast Instagram. So, um, yeah. Um, like I said, thank you guys. Thank everyone that listened to this. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did recording it. And, uh, yeah. Um, that's all. That's all. Um, have a good one.